Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, oh, we're going to talk about a few different things, but I think the, I suppose, some of the news of late around the photography industry is kind of probably people think what's happening. You know, the news which most people would have heard by now is uh, DP Review, a website that's been around for like 25 years and it's been a, a major resource for people to be able to discover you know what the maybe the next bit of gear they're going to do look at the reviews and that type of stuff and you know it gained a following of it as a very reliable source of information so a lot of people would go there and check and basically use it to make decisions about the gear they make and you know after 25 years now they're basically going to disappear and I suppose people might start to think about you know what's happening to the photography industry we've had some discussions on focus about AI and how that's impacting the industry and also like I said you know then this news and then you've got things like I suppose in the in the news talks of you know some of the apps that are out there that people are using that are using create and using for photography talking about potentially there's some of these apps will be could be banned or restricted or whatever and I think it probably makes people wonder and think about where it's up to where where is photography going what what's the what's the direction you know why is it changing why are these things happening at the moment and i think look you know generally in every industry there's constant change um and photography is no different you know every industry evolves and changes the way they do things technology pushes stuff forward this is a natural progressional thing that happens and just because a i suppose a, a business that was set up 25 years ago was relevant and could make some money and they could function. The trouble today is that the whole world has changed and I think we've got to, I suppose, just realise the fact that not everything is going to stay the same and that things that you might have loved and been really supportive of in the past are going to disappear and you're going to have to kind of find something new to to love and, and invest your time in. It happens in every industry and I I suppose I'll just relate a story of one of my other businesses where we did um, home shows, and for about oh, I suppose ten years we were doing home show, which was held at like a big convention center, and we'd go. And in the early days, they were ten day home shows, so you're actually there for ten days. So you'd set up your displays of your equipment, and for ten days, you'd have a stream of people come through, basically negotiate with them and find out what they wanted, and you'd end up, you know selling them something which was fantastic was the whole exercise was you know as a trade show open to the public it was interesting because when it first started doing it it was very lucrative like you got some really quality leads the people that were coming in they were really ready to buy so you could basically bank on the sales you knew that yes it was a big investment by having staff there for 10 days and i mean and it was more than 10 days because it was really a day to to set up so you had a full day of setting up, but then you pre-set up as well, like getting your stuff organised. And then after the show had finished, you had a day of pack down. So, you know, it was a big investment of time and particularly that you need to staff it. And it used to, in the early days, it used to run from like 10 in the morning to 10 at night. So it was a it was a long day to have someone, you know, manning a stand. Like I said, but over time, what actually happened with home shows is that they actually started to really dwindle in the numbers of people coming in and, and the conversions you're doing, like you're 
talking to lots of people still, but actually it started to change. And one of the big drivers for the change was the internet and the fact that people now could do research online at a time that suited them. And this is, you know, the, the purpose of most home shows was it was a research exercise for people because they could go out and they could find a whole lot of different vendors selling similar products um, in one space. They could spend a whole day there walking around, talking to the different vendors, looking at the products, seeing them, you know, in real life, asking questions about why is this better than Joe Boggs, you know, down the road? Why why should I buy your product over their product? And people could, you know, ask those questions and they could go backwards and forwards. And the other thing too, quite often people used it as a as a kind of a marketing exercise to, you know, do like special deals. If you buy, sign up now, you're going to get, you know, an extra widget or something added to your order uh, for no charge. So I think it was, we couldn't just dwell on the fact of keep doing it. So at a point when it started to, we started to really see the gloss come off of it and it started to slow down that we made a decision as a, as a company to stop doing it because it just wasn't, it just wasn't economically feasible for the amount of money and effort you put into it for the return you were getting just didn't add up so it was kind of you know then we went and looked at some doing some stuff online ourselves and we did more marketing online and and we kind of then business just went in a different direction it was just that one of those pivot moments and this happens in like I said every industry there's always times when things pivot or change and sometimes it's easy to get I suppose overwhelmed by the fact that if you're kind of involved in it and you're starting off and you're trying to do these things and you're hearing about these things closing down and the challenges that are out there from people you know again there's always gloom and doom talk about from the media about things like when new technology comes how it's going to supersede people but the reality is you can actually make it work in any environment but you just have to be adaptive and that's the thing you know in business I've found that I've been in business now for, you know, well over 30 years. And in that time, I've just found that you just have to adapt and you just have to go with the flow. And sometimes you've got to be ready to change your change your position on things. And it's like sometimes you get, you'll have a kind of position on something and that's your kind of go-to place. But then you start to realize that you need to change your position or you need to change the products that you're selling or you need to change... Um, the way you deliver products or whatever, because um, the world has changed around you and you can't stop change, unfortunately. Change will just keep rolling through, like the freight train coming through, the express freight coming through, it just keeps rolling on through. And I think that's where sometimes people do get overwhelmed with the how much control they have. And it's kind of those things that the amount of control that you have over situations like that, and particularly around your photography, is that you are you do have some control over over some of it. Some of it, yes, you don't. There's there's market things, pressures that that come into play, and not always you can work around on a gate. You have to go with that. But I think the thing is, it's the mindset, it's the head game, it's where you put your head in for photography, is where you how you're going to actually succeed in photography, and how you're going to, I suppose get through these situations and when times seem like they're becoming impossible. And I think the the great thing about it is 
you just have to refocus and you really have to think about it as a head game that it's really easy to get, I suppose, disheartened and obviously there's people who just give up sometimes and they walk away from photography because it comes too hard. And I think the, you know, the thing about it is it's, it's just something you have to stand back and just reevaluate what's happening around you. And sometimes once you do stand back, if you can get in that, I suppose, mindset of being able to detach yourself, because sometimes when you're very emotionally invested in something, some things seem insurmountable, so you find it really, really challenging. And the other thing too, I suppose, which, you know, I've seen a little bit of talk recently, and, and this is a, a thing that happens to people, and it's a, uh, un, you know, unfortunately, it's just a part of human nature, and that's um, the imposter syndrome, and people sometimes worry that they're not as good as they, you know, they think they're, they're not that good at what they're doing, even though people around them are saying how wonderful their work is and people are booking them. And look, I suppose it's it's natural to fear. And I spoke to a photographer um, probably about a week ago. It was at a function. It was actually at a at a launch and it was a like a bit of a photo exhibition. And this person's actually studying photography and we were talking about going out on shoots and doing stuff and talking about the nerves, about how nervous this person was going out every time they go on a shoot and they really like freaking out. And I've said to them, look, it doesn't matter how long you, you've been shooting, you go into a, into a shoot quite often, you do go in for that with that initial, at the start of it, you do actually go in quite often feeling, am I going to be able to do this? Is it? Am I going to mess this up? Maybe I'm not as good as I think I might be or maybe, you know, someone might ask me a question and I won't know the answer and they'll think, you're you're a fake or whatever and I think that's a a challenge for all photographers again it's that head game thing that you have to really push through stuff sometimes and you know it's perfectly normal to be absolutely nervous and anxious going into a shoot feel it all the time but once you settle into the shoot and you're in your zone you just you just all it's just all systems go and Again, for a lot of people, it's just that initial speed bump, that initial hurdle just to get over that first hurdle. Once you're over that first hurdle, you're off and running and you know, you're blitzing it. So I think that the thing about it is, think about it out there. If you're kind of at a point you know, and you're worried about, like I said, scared about taking on jobs because you think that you might mess it up or people might find out that you're actually not as good as, as um, you, you need to be to do the job. And I think the thing is, you have to believe in yourself. You have to really, I suppose, back yourself. And I think the thing is results results don't lie. So if you're getting the results, that's part of the, I suppose, a part of your the answer to your question about are you a real photographer or are you an imposter? If you're getting results and people are liking what you do, then chances are you're the real deal. And I think people, like I said, it's it's, happens in like every profession everyone has that kind of I suppose sometimes challenge to kind of get over that that hurdle about am I am I good enough to do the job and I think like I said it's just a time you just have to sit back and you just have to take a bit of time and I know sometimes it's easy to look you know it's easy to say to someone oh you need to slow down or you need to stand back or whatever 
that is always very difficult for people sometimes when you're right invested in the thick of things that you know it's sometimes harder to do but I think you have to learn to do it it's something a skill that you need to learn just like your skills that you learn how you can expose a, an image correctly and you, your skill of understanding exposure understanding composition understanding what the elements that make a good photo and understanding all those things they're skills that you've learnt. But on top of those skills, you need to learn the skill of, like I said, the head game of photography. And this can be applied to every everything you do in life. I mean, every person who ever succeeds at something succeeds usually because they've got themselves in a, in a mentally in a place where they can actually do the job, whether it be an athlete or whether it be a photographer or whether it be any other type of person who's got to, um, got to do something, who have to set out and do something and, and do it to a high standard. Again, it's like I said, it's so easy and it's human nature. And I think the one of the things to think about is if you're nervous going into a shoot, it means you're passionate about photography. It means that you care about the results because you're, you know, if you didn't, if you went in, oh, I can really, you know, whatever, I'll just shoot this, whatever, whatever, and not have that little bit of nerves or that little bit of fear going into a shoot, then maybe you've got to a point where you just don't care anymore. And look, there are photographers like that who sometimes just, they're going to pay me this to do this, I'll shoot this, but I don't really care. I'm not going to really, I'm not going to bust my boiler to get the you know, amazing shots. I'll just deliver something and, and move on. But the people who, like I said, really worry and really stress over what they're delivering and whether they're delivering a good product are the ones that are passionate about photography and it means that you actually do care about um, getting the best photos you possibly can because as soon as, like I said, as soon as people lose that kind of, I suppose, that the butterflies in the stomach and that type of stuff going into a shoot, and I think every professional photographer has, you know, before a big shoot, will have that little bit of nerves and then once they get into that, and you hear this quite often with singers, like, you know, quite often you see some of the biggest Singers in the world, you know, these people have sold millions and millions of albums and, you know, sell packed out, you know, stadium concerts around the world and all that type of stuff. And sometimes you'll see them sit down with an interviewer and interviewers talking about them and saying, you know, what are your challenges? And they'll say, you know, I, I get nervous every time before I go on stage because I might forget my lines or I, I might stuff it up and sing it out of tune or I might do something else that will people will then look at me badly because I didn't deliver. And again, it's like these people are just top of the top of the game, but they still have that. And I think it's just a human thing. It's just one of the human traits that we have that is something that you have to learn. Like I said, it, it's a a skill of dealing with it. You don't I don't think there's any there's any way to make it disappear. And I don't know that you really want it to disappear because obviously but you want to be able to manage it to the point where it doesn't affect your the outcome at the end. Yes, you have to kind of get over those initial little hurdles, but once you've kind of said running, you're now kind of, you're in your zone. And most people, like I said, will understand what I'm talking about, how you, like I said, get in that zone once you start shooting and all that other stuff just kind of disappears and you just get on with the job. So, yeah, look, I suppose there's, there's plenty of... Um, psychology books and different things about how to deal with the pressures of performing at very high levels 
And again, it's everyone needs to find their own secret weapon to to deal with this stuff or how they how they just kind of control themselves so that they don't kind of get to a point where they uh, freak out so much. I've seen people who before something you know, they've had to go on and do something and they're perfectly capable of doing it, but they work themselves up to a point where they actually bail and they just don't go through with it because they've just got themselves in such a state where if they had some way to kind of, I suppose, deal with that anxiety, to deal with that pressure and working out strategies to do that, like I said, there's plenty of, I suppose, online resources that you can you can look into and do that. So, I mean, that's, I think, we all practice different things to to do the, I suppose, to get us through those situations. And like I said, it's just a matter of finding what works for you and like what works for me might not work for you and vice versa. And that's the thing, like we all have little, I suppose, we're, we're the same, but we're different at the end of the day. And I think that's the thing, we're all all kind of have these challenges and each challenge for each person is going to be different. And each one, you know, each person finds a different way to deal with it or a different solution that works for them. And I said, it's nothing about being weak. It's nothing about being not good enough. It's nothing like that at all. It's just really finding your feet and really getting your head in the game and basically being able to go out there and enjoy what you do and not be stressed about it. So on this episode of Focus, just being kind of generally talking about, I suppose, the changes of the, of what's happening in the world of photography with, you know, businesses closing and businesses, you know, but as businesses close, new opportunities happen as well. So new businesses open. So, you know, earlier we talked briefly about um, DP Review closing down after 25 years. Now, there's other resources, which means like there's other resources on the on the internet out there that will kind of fill that vacuum. Like they'll they'll rise to the occasion, and but they'll do it differently. And like I said, I think sometimes with a with a a product, sometimes that's being delivered the same way for so long that it does have it. I think everything is its used by date. Like everything has to at some point stop being relevant for a bunch of different reasons so people need to find maybe another way of doing something and it's like you know we've seen this like I said the whole internet explosion and and the rise of things like you know Facebook and stuff like that and look if you think about how people sell stuff I mean back in the day I can remember you know we had a thing called the trading post that used to come out every fortnight and it was a printed publication and you used to if you had something to sell, you'd put it in the trading post, you'd pay your your ad fee, whatever it was, and you'd have this you know, ad and you'd have different categories. So you might be selling a lawnmower, so there'd be a section there for garden garden and maintenance. So you'd put the lawnmower for sale that you, you know, you're getting rid of and have a few details about it and have a contact number and typically a price. And that's how, when I grew up, that's how we got rid of stuff that we didn't need anymore so if you had a push bike that you were kind of no longer using and you thought oh well sitting there is not doing me any good I want to sell this push bike I'll put it on trading post and sell it and that was the real way of doing it and that was you know the, you, you had classified ads in the newspapers where you know if you're selling a bigger item so maybe if you're selling a car or something people would use classified ads and in some of the bigger circulation newspapers but and then 
I suppose as the internet started to grow, then we started to see things like Gumtree and Facebook Marketplace and alike come online where people now, basically when people sell stuff that around the house, the stuff that they, you know, the surplus stuff or stuff they no longer need. And it's the same like for, um, you know, photographers quite often you might have some, you've upgraded your camera system. So you might have some older lenses that are no longer relevant to what you're doing. So you don't need them. And the, but there's still a, there's still a sturdy piece of equipment that someone, someone will find a use and someone will get some benefit out of. So you put it up on one of the, the marketplaces and typically it's all done through the internet. And that's an example, I suppose, how the world has changed. And is it bad that it's changed? No, not really. I think it's just we're always looking at new ways of doing everything. And I think it's one of those things like, and I think this really applies for photography 100%. People are always looking at new ways of doing something old, something that was done before people look at a new way to actually capture an image or process an image or do something else to get something different. I mean, that's how we get, that's how we get, I suppose, the evolution of stuff is that people keep trying, trying to find the next new thing or trying to find something different so that you can be not just like everybody else. And like I said, it's not a bad thing that things change. And I think we, Sometimes it's it's easy to hang on to the past too long. Like sometimes like I remember having a conversation with a photographer quite a few years back and we were talking about how one of the countries that I've visited quite a bit and and I'd made the um I suppose I'd made the comment saying, you know, I'd been going to this country for like over twenty years and over that twenty years I'd seen a seen a change. Like I'd seen all these changes that had happened and I kinda of thought, oh, I thought it was sad because I like that country when I when I first visited it and I fell in love with their, their culture and that type of stuff. And as as I was going back, it was kind of unraveling, it was changing, and it was becoming very westernized. And I think the for me it was like, oh, well that's not so great now because it's kind of like not too far from, you know, home. Like I liked it because of all these different things that happened and all the different foods and all the different traditions. But I mean, it's like everything that things change. And, and I remember this photographer saying to me, they said, well, what's wrong with change? Because I was kind of, I suppose, at that point, you know, indicating that I thought change was bad. I thought it was really bad for this country that they shouldn't change. But then they said to me, like I said, you know, what's wrong with change? You know, things should change. And I went away from that conversation thinking about it and I'm thinking yeah, they're actually right you know there's nothing actually wrong with change it's how we process it and and like I said for sometimes we like to hold on to stuff for you know the, the nostalgia because maybe maybe it was part of your childhood maybe it was part of you know a time of your life when things are much simpler so you kind of you gravitate back to that time so you think those things were the those were the things that actually made that time good for you when probably in reality it wasn't. It was just, like I said, we all start to think differently about stuff and I think that's what we're going to continue to see and I think you need to always keep an open mind with photography and I think you always need to be prepared to to start thinking differently and, and not have to dwell on the past 
I think sometimes things from the past definitely have a use-by date and, you know, we need to move on and we need to look at new ways of doing things. And, you know, we're seeing this all the time with, with technology, the way things are done. We don't go back and buy an old ring and washing machine where it's all manual, where you have to literally, you know, put a hose in it, fill it with water and get to the water level. And then you've got to mix in the, mix in the, the, the washing powder or whatever, and then you've got to throw the clothes in. And then, then once you do that, you've got to then drain out that water and put in fresh water to rinse it. And then, you know, once you've done that, then you're taking it through and you put it through a ringer or some other type of, or some other method to get the excess water from the clothes. And I can remember my grandparents doing this. They had they had a ring, a washing machine. It was looked like a, a kind of really dangerous piece of equipment because, you know, you didn't want to get your hand stuck in that in those rollers that bring you know, would bring out the water. So I think, look, things have changed. So we, we some things like that we're happily to move on from and, and use an automatic washing machine where we just basically throw everything in, set the settings, and the washing machine then does the rest. It washes and soaks and rinses and spins and all that type of stuff. So I think it's you know the same for photography that we we need to keep an open mind. We need to think about and not think about things when they close as being a bad thing because it's change. It just means it just means something else is going to happen. And I think that's the way to look at it. It's just that that part of life has has moved on and now there's something waiting for something new to happen. And like I said, it's kind of, I suppose, a lot of people wouldn't go back to, I suppose, you know, driving some of the cars that, you know, our, our parents and grandparents had to drive with, you know, manual gears and no air conditioning and very little, very little driver aids or driver comforts as well. Like it was, some of the cars were quite very rudimentary in their design. And I think, like I said, people now are kind of, so used to the modern technology and they, they enjoy the you know the fact that you've got things like built in GPS and you've got all these other you know um, driver aids like cruise control and other different things to help you drive the car and I think that's the thing is that we and that's a change like that's changed from how cars used to be but people accept that as, as good change and I think I think all change can be good if you have the right mindset so if you go into it with the wrong mindset, that change won't be considered. You won't consider it to be a good thing. You'll look at it as, as potentially as something negative. So I hope this has got you thinking about, I suppose, things that are happening in the world. It's not bad as far as photography is concerned. It's really just that we have to really, I suppose, stand back and refocus and, and think about what we want to get out of photography and, and if something changes or something, you know, and it might, impact you for for a short period of time but there'll be some work around there's always i think the thing is every time i've had something happen i bought a new camera and there's a, a new process or something where you've got to download images or you got to use different software and it's always for me been that chore because i'm used to doing it one way and then now i've got to do it some other way that i have to keep reminding myself is that it's not a bad thing i just need to learn this new skill how to do it i mean it's not not bad i mean we just can't it's just this life. Things are not going to stay the same. Things aren't going to change. And look, I think it's, like I said, it's it's just human nature that we kind of, it's a default kind of position that we go to when we hear something's changing. We think it's going to be negative. But sometimes, you know, a lot of change has been actually really good. 
So I think, you know, sit back, enjoy and embrace. Have fun with your photography. And like I said, if you kind of aren't thinking about where you are as a photographer and how and how skilled you are as a photographer and you doubt yourself, just remember that we all feel that way. So it's you know, you're not on your own. There's so many photographers will tell you if you if you go and take a photographer aside that you know and have a chat to them and they're going to tell you exactly the same thing that's actually kind of a normal part of being human that um, we have these we have these little fears and we have these little things that we have to deal with. Look, until next time, enjoy your photography and um, we'll talk again real soon. See ya.